whatever level of tranquility you're experiencing, just observe it, be aware of it. Whatever feeling you're experiencing in the body, if you are aware of the body. But most importantly, how does the mind feel? Be aware of how the mind feels. The intention of this observation is to be able to recall this very state the next time you want to get there, just by recalling it. attention to be attentive, bring your attention to the breath with that intention, through the breath become aware of the body deliberately. back to this room. If you want to stretch your legs to make yourself comfortable, you can do so. show you a trick. Uh, I, I do it almost every night uh, when we do this, but uh, I'll bring your attention to it. I know how to multiply time. <laughs> I'm going to take this eight minutes and stretch it out for you. Okay. <laughs> right. Now there's something that happens every time you, from the very moment that you decided to, okay, now I see why I need to meditate. And I'm going to start doing this, doing this thing, this ritual of meditation. And when you sit down for the first time, and you're observing what's happening, and you what, and you're trying to do something called a meditation, there's something else that is happening at the same time that you fight against. It's actually, it's a, it's an aid to you. The distractions. Whatever else is happening other than what you intend to happen, it's a help for you. It's actually helping you to develop something that is very important uh, up to the moment when you actually are in nirvana. When you're in nirvana, uh, all the all the all the meditation manuals, all the words of the Buddha. They, uh, the Buddha always say that when you're in Nirvana, there is the discernment, there is the knowing. Look, I am in Nirvana. There's no one who reaches Nirvana and doesn't know it. 
There's no one who has seen, uh, has experienced uh, high levels of, uh, of awareness, high levels of consciousness, and not know it. Okay. If you sat down to meditate, and then an hour later you wake up, and you have no idea what happened, and you're wondering what happened, <laughs> don't <laughs> don't fool yourself to think that you had some profound experience. What you experienced was something that you've experienced every night. <laughs> it's called you slept. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> no need for you to try to get a, a, a high lama to try to decipher what happened. Did I, did, did I, did I, did I experience nirvana? And then you go ask uh, uh, other people, I mean, if you experience nirvana and you're liberated, you should be telling people what they're experiencing. You shouldn't be asking somebody else who's stuck in samsara to tell you if, you, if you're in nirvana or not. They can't see you if you're in nirvana. Okay? So, what will, what, <laughs> what you're developing, even at the moment when those distractions come, the noise outside, while you're trying to meditate, and the emotion, the, the emotional reaction that you have to the noise outside, disturbing your profound meditation. Here you are seeing the true nature of reality, and in the car, car <laughs> and the guy outside is, uh, you know, pressing the horn on the, on the car, and you're angry. Okay, you're just about to see emptiness directly. Now they stop you. Now you don't know when the next sense is going to happen. <laughs> so, at that moment. The hearing, the hearing the noise from, coming from outside, the emotion that comes, that comes up, what you're supposed to be doing right now is use this as an opportunity to just be aware of what's going on. Ah, there is hearing the noise outside. Ah, there is being irritated by the noise outside. And just being aware of it. And being aware of it that way stops the irritation faster than trying to stop the irritation. Oh, I don't want to be irritated. I don't want to be irritated. Come on, stop being irritated. Why is the, 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 the noise is still there, still making that noise outside? Why don't they stop? Oh, I'm still getting angrier. Oh, look, I should stop. I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't be angry. That's not going to help. Just being aware of it. Oh, I, am here. I heard the sound. Oh, look at that. Look at that little emotion coming, trying to come up. Look, it's, oh, I think I know what it is. It's, it's irritation. There is irritation in my mind. Don't, and, and when you are making that discernment, don't say, I am. Mm -hmm. Say, there is. Mm -hmm. There is irritation. There is anger. Don't, don't identify with it. Okay? And while, you, while you're doing that, this very act of labeling it, saying what it is, is helping you with your meditation. And this act of saying, oh, this is what it is, this is what it is, this is what it is, is what going to be present when the real moment of nirvana arrives and you say, oh, that's nirvana. Okay. And also the mind that says, oh, this is not nirvana, or will always or also be there. And sometimes, uh, uh, well, this question came up. I was climbing the stairs out of the subway. <laughs> If 
this hypothetical uh, condition. If everyone uh, were very, uh, if everyone was uh, nice to each other, everyone was nice to each other, right? And the vow of practicing patience. Would anyone earn the merit of practicing patience? That's a nice little question my mind came up with. <laughs> and I struggled with it for a while. And I tried to remember what, what did Rinpoche say? What did Rinpoche say? What did Rinpoche say? Did Rinpoche even talk about this? So, if everyone was nice, would you earn the merit of practicing patience? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes and yes, no, yes. <laughs> you say yes because, and you say no because. And think about it. And somehow it's connected with meditation. A lot to be gained as far as a necessary gain to help you with your enlightenment when you're practicing patience. Like, if there is no one to help you practice patience and you never had an opportunity to practice patience, would you be able to reach enlightenment? If everyone was nice to you and you didn't have a chance to practice patience, we do reach enlightenment. Yeah. 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 Even the cars, even the cars are involved. The cars are behaving. Everything is everything is being nice. The environment is being nice. What about your mind? Your mind. Your mind is being nice. Your mind is all calm at this time, or your mind is that wild elephant. So then you have to practice patience with your own mind. With your own mind. If you're presuming everything is being nice to you, you're already in Maybe that's the trick answer to the trick question. <laughs> but if, if, if you're not enlightened yet, that means you have negative emotions. So even if everybody's nice to you, there's going to be something mm -hmm. in paradise. Yes. Thank you. I was going to say, but everyone's not nice all the time. And it's impossible that everyone is going to be nice all the time. But we, we are imagining this. <laughs> we are imagining this. Uh, I'm talking about reality. Yeah, we're, we're, imagining, we are imagining it. we're imagining yeah. that everybody is nice. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that, uh -huh. suppose everyone was nice, I uh -huh. think that you have to be patient even with those who are nice. 
Oh. It doesn't matter if the person's evil, mean, kind, whatever. Patience is patience for the sake of patience. Ah. Ooh. I mean, you don't have to be hit in the head with a hammer for me to realize I love you. Uh-huh. You know, I don't have to, oh, my God, it feels good when the pain stops. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but patience is not independent out there. It's relative. Relative to somebody being not nice to you. Or... <laughs> Irritate or whatever. That's why. Uh, I mean, when, when does irritation come? Come. When does irritation come? Yeah. You get not getting what you want. Something outside <laughs> or in your own mind. <laughs> something comes up, right? And it's not something that you want. And then irritation comes up. I want to meditate. I don't want to be disturbed. I want to achieve samadhi right now, I want to experience great bliss and then symptoms directly and then reach nirvana and then get up. Okay? <laughs> and what happens? I got my own, my mind is not going anywhere. Just this dull thing that stays there, I keep watching it and it stays there. And while I'm watching this dull thing, I'm telling it, move, 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 move away, let, let, let the bliss come up. And then the guy outside, you know, starts, you know, making noise. The neighbor starts making noise. It's disturbing, disturbing me. I don't want that. I want that bliss. So I get irritated at that. But even if that person wasn't making noise, you'd be irritated with yourself. Okay. Yeah, that, there's that. <laughs> You're irritated with the mind for, you know, staying dull. You want it to be blissful and it's just dull. And you start being irritated with the mind. So there seems to be always an object for the irritation to come up. And then, what? When your foot falls asleep. Your foot falls asleep. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that one. <laughs> Have your hands ever fallen asleep? They did like this and they fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the worst kind. <laughs> it's okay to understand why the foot falls asleep, you know, you're, you're sitting on it or... But the hand is just right there and decides to fall asleep. That's really irritating. <laughs> now there is the virtue... Now, the, the, it, was, it was in line with... Uh, you take the vow, I will, I will practice patience. Right? Okay, I promise to practice patience. So it's a vow. So whenever the opportunity comes where you would have uh, been impatient and you practice patience, then you say, oh, you earn merit at that moment. So the person who, who, take, who takes the vow to practice patience, does that person earn merit only when there's an opportunity to be irritated and not get irritated? At the very moment you, you would say that person at the very moment has the intention not to be, has the intention to be patient, that person starts earning merit of keeping patience. Would you say that? Yeah. Anybody else? Even if they lose patience or recognize that they lost patience, they earn merit. Actually, I would say that's the advantage of taking, of taking uh, the vow. That even at the moment when you lose patience, you recognize you lost patience, and you don't practice patience, you earn merit. But actually, <coughs> You, you start earning merit at the very moment you just have the intention. 
So even if everyone in the universe was nice to you, even the events in the universe were nice to you, the car started all, all the time, never get a ticket. <laughs> even even in that, those moments, even if those moments, none of those moments were present, just having the intention to practice patience, you're earning the merit of practicing patience. And why am I saying this? It's to get rid of something that I've been trying to get rid of a very long time. You have a very good condition, life is relatively nice, and you're here, you, you, you need uh, bad people for you to, for you to, uh, you need bad events for you to, uh, to be happy, not, not to, to uh, practice Dharma, you need bad situations for you to evolve. What? <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of the bad events and I need to get bad events so I can get rid of the bad events? Doesn't make sense to me. So, just having the intention to practice patience, you're earning the merit of practicing patience. You don't need to go into some very bad neighborhood to see, to get somebody to start a, start a fight with you, and so you can see if I, let me see, let me see if, I, if, I'm, if I'm if I'm going to be patient, or step on somebody's toe and see how they're going to react. If you're gonna, <laughs> you don't need that in order for you to earn the merit of practicing patience. Okay. Otherwise, can you imagine when the Bodhisattva is purifying the Bodhisattva's world? And the world is becoming more, they, they encounter more and more pleasant people, they encounter more and more pleasant situations. They would, the evolution would just stop. They wouldn't be able to go on anymore because they don't have that many bad people anymore. And the Buddha, does the Buddha continue to earn merit? The Buddha. <laughs> Does the Buddha continue to earn merit? Yeah. You're afraid to say yes or no? Yes. 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 Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> the Buddha continues to earn merit. Huh? Yeah. And, and, he's, and he's mastered the art of earning merit. That's what you say. That's why he's a Buddha. Okay? And the, is he earning the merit of practicing patience? I mean, he doesn't have the seed to be angry anymore. All right, so, how is this connected with the, the meditation? <laughs> okay. It goes back to discernment. Just watching what's going on. That's when you're simply watching what's going on, you're simply aware of what's going on, that will help you. Not only, uh, it's a, it's a, this is definitely present when you're in nirvana. So if you had this experience and you had no idea that it was happening, discernment wasn't there, that means it was nothing profound. If you were, knocked out, okay, for that moment. You had no conscience at that moment. When you are seeing emptiness directly and you hear those beautiful metaphors about 
the subject and object merge, non-duality, the I is not there, and, you're, and we're completely confused about when the person is seeing emptiness directly, does the person know that the person is seeing emptiness directly? Is the question I'm asking you. Yes. Yeah, some people say no. Yes. If, you're not, if you don't know you're seeing it directly, who tells you? Who, told, who tells you? <laughs> so somebody has to come and tell you, oh, by the way, you saw emptiness directly. No. Ah, that's what that was about? Really? This discernment is, if there is, no dis if there is no discernment at that moment of this, whatever is happening, is, uh, there is no seeing emptiness and not know that you're seeing emptiness. And I'm not saying it just because I want to say it, even though I want to say it. It's in the, it's in the sutras. Okay. Discernment is always there. And, you, and this very act of saying, oh, that's anger, that's irritation, that's hearing noise outside. This very act of doing that, you're training yourself to see things as they truly are. And what is emptiness? What is emptiness? The true nature of reality. So you're actually, just by being aware of the noise outside, you're training yourself to eventually see emptiness directly. Isn't that wonderful? That means when you, sit, when you decide to sit down, okay, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to enter this, I'm going to meditate. And you hear, meditation is a focused state of mind, that is very joyful, there's clarity, and when you sit down, you don't see any of those clarity, you don't see joy, all you experience is the legs falling asleep, you experience the backache, and sometimes I get this pain in my neck, you know, it's annoying. You experience these kinds of things, and there's absolutely no focus. Your mind is all over the place. So, you have to somehow get a part of you to sort of sit back and just watch everything. Don't pass judgment. Don't, and don't say, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am any, any, in any of this. Just say, there is, there is, there is. And this very act, while you're experiencing all this chaos in your mind, be able to say, oh, there's, there's chaos. Oh, there's distraction. There is, uh, there is annoyance. Just this very act of doing this, is your training so that one day you say, ah, that's the true nature of reality. Right? Not pretending that it's the true nature of reality, not wishing it was the true nature of reality, not trying to make it the true nature of reality, but you're able to say, that's the true nature of reality. And because it is. So you want to see the true nature of reality? Why you want to see the true nature of reality? Why you want to see it? You want to be part of that club? <laughs> <laughs> A cool club out here. <laughs> oh, it's, it, because it, it is very relevant to the very thing that you're experiencing on a daily basis. If you don't make it relevant, to the very thing that you're experiencing on a daily basis, it's going to be this exotic thing 
very always far away from you and you will never be able to get close to it. Once it becomes very relevant to the very things that you're experiencing right now, that what you experienced yesterday that you don't want to experience tomorrow, then you don't really, well, it's going to be a bit sacrilegious, but I have to say it. <laughs> you don't really need anybody else to tell you what to do. You will sort of into, in, in, into it, 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 what you're supposed to do, okay? Now, the reason I'm saying oh, it's going to sound a bit sacrilegious, sometimes we mix up, we make things up and we think we are into it, into it, into it, the experience of intuiting has, a, <laughs> has the same level of that noise coming in without you inviting it. It's just present. You must be right. Uh. <laughs> okay. It has that same level of uh, experience about it. It's just something you just can't deny. Okay? You don't see yourself too much involved in it. Like your, your imagination, you can, you can feel your imagination participating, wanting it to be, creating it. That's not, intu that's not intuiting something. That's you imagining, creating, okay? That's why it's called imagining and creating. But when it's intuiting, it's like something comes up without you inviting it. And it's making itself, demanding your attention. Okay? So, when you understand that seeing the, the true nature, uh, emptiness is, that, is the true nature of, of what I'm experiencing. It's the true nature of the irritation. It's the true nature of the pain. It's the true nature of the sound. It's the true nature of hearing the sound. It's the true nature of these things. <laughs> And it's very, then these things are things that are relevant to you, the things that you're experiencing. Then that very, uh, that very process starts to teach you. This is what you should do next. This is how you, your mind should be. And you will find your mind cooperating more than before. You don't have to be fighting your mind too much. And here's the patient thing. We need to rush. It's going to happen. I'm going to make a prediction. Every single one of you, sooner or later, <laughs> will see internet directly. I guarantee it. May not be in this life, <laughs> but it will happen. Because <laughs> you started the process already. Even right now, if you're just curious, but the curiosity got you to this point where you're actually, what was that, Friday night, New York City, and you said you're in this room with a bunch of people that you don't know, and there's a bar you know, right next door. <laughs> 
you could have gone there, but instead you're here. So whatever forced you to be here is going to be with you until you see emptiness directly. It's going to be with you until you're actually in nirvana, until you're actually and and. Uh, Since somehow you accidentally got to, this room happens to be uh, uh, mostly people with the intention of Mahayana. So you're going to become a fully enlightened Buddha. It's guaranteed. I guarantee it. You want me to sign the paper? I'll sign it. <laughs> okay? So when those discouraging thoughts, emotions come up, you say, want to sit down and meditate, and your mind just refuses to participate. <laughs> Don't be discouraged. Watch the mind. Look at the mind being discouraged. <laughs> Look at the mind. Look at it. Don't participate in it. Look at it. That's discouragement. Look at discouragement. Look at that. Look how it is in the back, on the side. Okay? Look at it. And, and while you're looking at it, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're training. So you, one day you see emptiness directly. And be happy about it. Now it's going to be kind of strange. Okay, you're discouraged and you're happy about being discouraged? No, not you're happy about being discouraged. The The... The most important thing from the very beginning to the end of the path is joy. Okay? And this is, this is a, a strange kind of joy. It's a joy that you never lose, even when there seems to be the opposite of it. You can say, okay, I'm going to say something very mystical. This joy doesn't have an, doesn't have an opposite. Doesn't have, doesn't have an opposite. Okay? So it's not that when you're being discouraged, you're experiencing the opposite of that joy. No. Oh, look at that. It's discouragement. <laughs> and you're laughing. You're enjoying it. Oh, look at that. There's depression. And you're seeing it within a set of joy. And uh, you probably uh, think I'm crazy for saying this, but you can have that experience. You're looking at your mind having depression going on and yet you can be in a state of ob observing it and that state of observation is within a field of joy. And why do you need this? Okay, okay, this is it. I'm going to say this very last thing and then uh, we're going to end, okay? It's kind of late. Uh, Something else that you need to develop. There's that discernment I talk about. You need to train in it. And you need to stabilize those incredible states of meditation on accidents. So those of you who are hoping that by accident you will see emptiness directly, it's not going to happen. You don't see emptiness directly by accident. Yeah, you hear those uh, incredible stories about the Lama slapping the person in the face <laughs> and the person, ah, oh, emptiness. <laughs> so, uh, 
I mean, one of you may be that, uh, that fortunate person where the Lama comes in and you know, slaps you in the face with his shoe or her, sh or her slippers and then you see, and you see him tennis directly. <laughs> Believe me, it's not because you get hit with a, with a, with a shoe, you see him tennis directly. I would have seen it many times already. <laughs> so those are exceptional cases. And it's not, and it's not happen, it wasn't happening by accident also, okay? So if you're hoping that, no, uh, uh, if laziness has taken over as your guru, how do you know laziness has taken over as your guru? That's the one you listen to. <laughs> Come on, not today, take a break. Okay. <laughs> so laziness is your guru. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> what, what was I saying? <laughs> I distracted myself. <laughs> Stability. Uh, Stability. Yeah. So those meditative states shouldn't be accidents. Of course, every once in a while, it will seem to be you got into the state by accident. You know, you know, you know every once in a while you get this, into this, you try, you try to meditate and you get, you get this incredible, blissful experience and you think you got there by accident. And then you, wanna, you, you want to get there again the next, the next day and you can't. Why can't you get there the next day? You were not paying attention to how you got there. And how do you do it? Ah, there's anxiety in, in, in there. Ah, there's annoyance in there. This very practice lets you know what, uh, what's going on that eventually, oh, there's this beautiful deep state of meditation going on. And the next day, when you want to do it, just go through those things that happened. Of course, the things that were relevant. Okay? If the cat jumped on you, on you and then you got startled, don't think that you need the cat again so you can get there. <laughs> okay. You've got to be able to make a discrimination. So some, 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 some things that happened were relevant to this experience, some things were irrelevant. Okay? And how are you able to make that choice? Just be yeah, aware well, what's going on. That's annoyance. That's hearing the sound. And when you stabilize a state, then you are able to get there just by wanting to be there. That's when it's stabilized. Keep going through the emotions that got you there. And you don't have to go through those emotions anymore. You just want to be there and you're there. Why do you need stability? Hmm. Oh yeah, two things that happens in meditation also seem by accident. Sometimes extreme fear comes up. You have no idea where it comes from. There wasn't a, there wasn't a spider in the room. Was, I just heard that the, if you see a spider that jumps, get out, get out of the room. Now my, my mind is hyper aware for spiders that jumps. <laughs> They're supposed to be very deadly. Oh, I guess I guess I just passed that on. Passed that on. <laughs> now you develop something that you need for meditation. 
hypervigilance. <laughs> <laughs> and extreme, and, and this is the point I have to say, sometimes I feel like stopping some people. <laughs> yeah, an experience, I don't know if you're going to see Antinas directly when I slap you, but <laughs> you have uh, uh, moments of bliss. Moments of bliss. Okay. Now what happens in those moments of extreme fear or of bliss? We get overwhelmed. We get lost in the fear. We get lost in the bliss. It becomes absolutely useless. So stabilizing helps you when that bliss comes and you have the same frame of mind when you say, ah, that's irritation. Ah, that's hearing, that's hearing the, the sound coming from outside. Ah, that's bliss. I think that's the second bliss. Okay, this bliss is higher than the first, than the other bliss. Just like that. Okay? And when you are, and you are able, and you, you, you discover how to stay in that state. If you can't stay in it, it's useless for you. Okay? You need to stay in there. How are you able to stay in there? Come on, I'll be giving you an answer all night. Wanting to stay there. Wanting to stay there? Well, that's okay. Train. The, tr the training of saying, ah, oh, this is it. This is that. This is this. This very training will help you stay in there. Okay? Because while you're experiencing that bliss and you can't make any discernment, you can't have any other experience other than that bliss, it is useless for you. You're supposed to stay in that bliss and continue. Okay, now I'm experiencing bliss. Of course, you're not going to be talking like this. You're going to be uh, in a... Uh, a state of mind where, you're, where you are making discernment without making references to words anymore. That, 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 that will come. Okay? But in the, in the meantime, before you get there, make discernment with the words. That is irritation. That is hearing the sound coming from outside. Make, 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 say them. Okay? So eventually when you are in that bliss and you say, oh, here is the bliss. Then, okay, you, you, you take that bliss and you say, in that non-conceptual way, what is the true nature of what's appearing? This is Vishpashyana. <laughs> okay. This is this, this uh, never mind, <coughs> that word. And then when you continue, 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 and when the true nature of reality dawns on you, you will say, ah, that's the true nature of reality. Okay. You won't need someone to come and tell you. By the way, uh, that experience you had, uh, you're an Arya now. I know you don't know it, but uh, I have to tell you. Then, uh, that's it, okay, that's it. Okay. <laughs> what are you going to do it on? <laughs> Let's see. Mm. 
Uh, whatever you want to. You can. Uh, how about just have the intention to go into a deep state, clear, blissful, and then while you roll into that intention, just watch what what happens, and then make 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 the oh that's this, that's that, that's this, that's that. Okay, we don't have uh, not much, not long. And if you're experiencing bliss, don't get freaked out, okay? Just uh, say, oh, that's bliss. Ready? Intention.
at the meditation state itself. Let your looking not disturb it. Be aware of its degree of clarity, its degree of joy, its degree of focus. And just say whatever problem that exists in the world, if every being could taste this, they can solve whatever problem they have. And make a gift of this state. Give it to every being. Wanting that by experiencing it, they can solve whatever problem they have. Within this very emotion, state of empathy, compassion, make a dedication for the ultimate goal. become aware of the breath again and deliberately become aware of the body do start with the top of your head and continue until you're aware of the whole body from head to toes to death. Yes. Does anyone, does anyone know this Dai Lama? <laughs> Wishing I was here. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, I will be here next, I think next two Fridays or next? Just next Friday. 
So it's supposed to be from the 6th to the 16th or the 17th? Next two Fridays. So next two Fridays, I won't be here because I'll be you know, born out of my skull. <laughs> Listening to Dalai Lama. <laughs> I think there'll be no class at all. No? Okay. How many of you will be over there? Ah, you're going to be bored out of your skull too. <laughs> Can't forget tradition. <laughs> you were supposed to miss it. <laughs> Thank you.